0: I initially wanted to be a professional player and I played professionally for a little bit and then decided that it wasn't for me.
1: I think that what changed everything for me was how supportive my my colleagues were. I'm not talking about, (laughs) Reddy said he was just on the bench,
0: but like- Sometimes sometimes I'm really bad at catching sarcasm. I I may have (laughs) abused that in the past. (laughs) Do you
2: guys personally think, you may be biased here, but do you guys think that Brawl Stars is the best mobile esports out there right now?
1: I personally, I think it might be. I, th- I think there's definitely like still a lot of room for improvement in a lot of different areas, but I don't know. I mean, obviously, both Freddy and I are very biased for, for, yeah. <laughs> for this question. You're allowed to be. You're allowed to be. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we've been involved for for a while, but personally, even when I'm literally just watching, and it, it's a it's a you know a monthly final that I have nothing to to do with. I mean, kind of. You know. Um, I still feel like it's much more entertaining than most mobile esports I watch. I think that the, the my problem in general with mobile esports is I feel like sometimes it's not that fun to watch. Like it kinda of looks I I, I think it's the biggest problem with like PUBG, Free Fire, even cut mobile to a certain extent. It doesn't look that good on stream, I think. Yeah. Especially like even when they have, because I think on mobile it has some pretty decent like spectator tools. Same for for, for PUBG Mobile, mm-hmm. uh, which are are great, you know, for doing esports. But it looks super laggy. It's on a very low tick rate. It's just not that impressive to watch. I, I I would say I I don't know. I feel I feel like a lot of esports are kind of tough. I'd say Clash Royale is really interesting. Wild Rift I think has been doing a good job. It's yeah, not a game yeah. I particularly follow, but. I do feel like they're living up to the standard of, like, you know, mainstream PC esports. Yeah. Um. But I do think that Brawl Stars, man, is is on, on a very good track. And I think they have done a very good job at innovating. And also, r- rather than following, like, mobile trends, focusing on what is working on, like, PC esports and trying to take more inspiration from that side.
3: Like, that is where, like, Supercell, you know, hits their home territory. And you've got all these massive games where they realistically are like bringing a game that was never meant for a mobile phone in terms of like capability to now yeah. these phones where you, I mean, you've got some phones that have like 120 Hertz now with like, you know, full, the, full on like graphics cards and like CPUs inside the phone, which is kind of, you know, incredible to like think that we've come that far in such a short amount of time. But like, it's not going to be the same quality as a PC. Um, you know pc
1: game for a long time and that's where like i I really i think think it's a matter of time man i'm sorry to interrupt you but i really think it's a matter of time because if you like i get your point a hundred percent but at the same time that's something that caps the market i think because if you look at uh, pc esports like league of legends Counter Strike, valorant and so many more a big percentage of their viewer base is going to be on mobile because they're watching on their phone in bed or on the couch True. or wh- whatever you know yeah. but you you can't do that in such a pleasant like the the, the opposite in, in a nice way on for mobile games i feel like when you're watching like i mean i've tried watching some pubg like I, i've always been interested in looking you know how the other industries are doing uh for for many reasons but very often especially when i watch on pc it just looks kind of bad you know like the the (laughs) graphics are bad the the overlays are very meh as well and you sometimes have you know the resolution that doesn't really fix with the 16 by 9 like like pc screen Mm -hmm. aspect ratio and all all those different aspects that i think makes it kind of hard for it to to yeah I, i think it needs to to change eventually um for for the market to really start popping off in esports, I think like mobile is going to grow and I'm talking a lot, I- I'll calm down afterwards, but I just wanted to react as well because you were talking earlier about the growth of like uh, mobile gaming and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but it- it's it's a really tough market because the 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 users are very different. On, on PC, you can count a-, a pretty big percentage of players that are going to be interested in esports, even amongst like casual players, the, the amount of hardcore fans are going to be much higher whereas on mobile, a lot less. And sure, it's a 30% growth in, in mobile gaming, but how many of those are gonna watch eSports and mm-hmm. be like super involved and, and be mobile gamers, like hardcore gamers, you yeah, know, playing sure, hours sure. every day? A very small amount, I would say, compared to, you know, on on PC, but that was my point, go on.
3: No, 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 you're absolutely like, absolutely like dead right when you're talking about that. And like those metrics are active players. They're not watchers of eSports. I guess like that's the massive difference you're trying to hit there.
0: And, and and I'll weigh in real quick and I think that for the most part, like esports is an afterthought um in this industry at the moment. Um and I mean we can we can go back to talking about like PUBG or or Free Fire. I think Free Fire maybe uh, in general like did have an intention of having an esports scene from the beginning. Um, but like Battle Royale in general, uh mm. is a very difficult Uh, thing to spectate like from an esports perspective so obviously like competitive is an afterthought there um and what you can observe in for instance like clash royale or clash of clans is that those games were beginning to die off but they did have a competitive player base so esports was introduced as a way of like extending the longevity um of the game and i think that Like, Supercell is definitely, like, planning... uh, Like Supercell, just as an example, um, is planning to have esports incorporated somewhere in the future uh, of a bunch of their games just to make sure that they last for a long time. For instance, like, uh, Clash of Clans has been going, like, over, I think, a decade strong. Uh, Almost a decade, yeah. Yeah, uh, I would say primarily thanks to the incentive of, like, high-level gameplay. But then you look at uh, like Clash Mini, for instance, and yeah, there's totally esports potential there. I I would say, and and I think Teddy agrees with me that like something needs to be tweaked a little bit. Um, For instance, like it's a it's a best of five, uh, which I think is which is a pretty big issue for an auto chess where typically you have a lot more turns than just five. But um, once you get to like the high levels, there there's nothing beyond just competing for like digital points, right? Uh, people mm. gotta be able to like, you know, make a career or make some kind of like content out of that if you want to have uh esports players because it's a very demanding job. Uh it's a it's a very demanding, I guess, like side activity in general as well to, to be a competitive player. And um if there's no way of like supporting yourself off that, then obviously uh that that's not really encouraging people to like stay at the highest levels. Um in fact, it's you know it gives no encouragement at all and leads to I think burnout. Maybe in the maybe in the case that that you experienced, too. Uh,
1: I'd say that I yeah. <laughs> because you mentioned me earlier, right, ready. Uh, I have probably even more like a strong opinion with with Clash Royale. I, I for me it was a miss. <laughs> I was super excited about it. I loved auto chess games. I really did. Like I wasn't like super good or anything, but I did really enjoy them. I thought the concept was really unique and fun and. And a new thing. I think they did a good job at making it, like, very accessible. But I I don't see that much esport potential. Like, I don't see too much, like, hype in the game. Like, that's my personal opinion, right? I'm not, like, super informed. I I did play it at release for, like, a week. Uh, and spa- spent uh, <laughs> too much money yeah. on it. <laughs> but, personally, I feel like the game is, like, just too casual, kind yeah. of. and. There, there, there was too much of a random factor to it, mm-hmm. at least from, from my experience. And I think that when we talk about eSports, and, and Reddy said, mentioned it a little bit already, there's a, the term spectator sport, which is really, really important. Because it basically means, is your good your sport a good sport to, to spectate? I mean, eSport in this case, right? And some of them really are, some of them really aren't. Uh, as Reddy mentioned, you, you, you need to be entertained because in the end esports is marketing as you said it's not mm-hmm. for almost no video game studio it's gonna be the the forefront of, of their their whole plan uh, it it is a marketing tool for the, for the most part you know and a way to to get engagements and, and keep the game alive um, and and have interest around the, the game have it trending etc etc um, but. Yeah, I, I feel like, like you know, Battle Royales, for example, are really hard to spectate. It's hard to really follow the the, the entire action. You get very weird, like, up high shots. I mean, Fortnite was kind of the nightmare that I had to discover that stuff. was like PUBG, yeah. you know? Um, but it, it was really a long time until it was even decent to watch. And mm-hmm. I feel like Clash Mini, it's a different problem. It's kind of like there, there's maybe not enough happening because it's a very short time. Like, the rounds are very quick, and as already mentioned, like, the default is, like, best of five, and it's, like, really short games. But even in those games, there's not really enough time, I think, for a lot of players to kind of understand what's happening. And that's why I really like first-person shooters and why I love watching them is because you just see when someone is getting, you know, his hand popped off. Like, you you see it. You know it was a nutty flick. Mm -hmm. And anyone can see that. Sure, if you're a very good player, you can notice that yeah, they use this strategy, et cetera, et cetera. But in the end, the simple core basics of the game mm-hmm. is like super easy to see skill. And I think that's a big part of, of esports. I think that's also why I fell in love with Brawl Stars, because because when someone gets diffed mechanically or even on a matchup, it's fairly clear and easy to understand what happened. And you don't need to be like super good at the game to, to understand it. And I feel like with Clash Mania it was I, I, I would probably be super confused and I've played the game, so
2: oh, that's a good that's a good take. That um I actually got obsessed with Valorant esports for a while. I've never touched the game. But I even without playing, I understood when an insane flick was made, when an insane play was made. That like just got me excited. I would watch like during the tournament season, I would watch like six hours a day when I was supposed to be in class. <laughs> like absolutely like spectator sports absolutely is a real thing. We were talking with um we were talking with Itsu and he had quite a different opinion about Clash Mini Esports. He said that with a good caster, with that 15 seconds in between rounds, it could be perfect for them to talk about both sides of the strategy of what could be going on so the average viewer at home can kind of get an insider scoop so they can understand what's happening, which could be very beneficial for it. But um he was saying he's kind of uh bullish on uh he thinks it's going to be very good in the esports scene but um just has to have the good casting talent there
0: yeah i mean like like that is that's just the challenge of like uh of being an analyst right is is you got to get in their heads and that whole entire preparation phase like it's all just uh just a mind game Mm. right um i think that uh you know if Typically, when you're casting, your dynamic is you have like kind of the host role and uh, they do like play by play commentary. And then you yeah, have the analyst who kind of zooms things out, sees a big picture, gets inside people's uh, heads and sees like what's happening and there you know could potentially be some issues where there are not a lot of plays going on so so the host uh, play-by-play commentator i mean there's no play-by-play right no. right exactly so you can talk about like what's actually <laughs> like physically happening and, and be excited about it uh, but mm. then you have most of the most of the phases of the game is actually just preparation so it's primarily analysis um, it's not super like hype uh, if, if you're catching what i'm saying but i mean you know maybe you can find an approach to it that truly really does uh does make it entertaining yeah
3: i definitely do think with like clash mini it's so early on in terms of its, its development that like you know in six months the game that we know could be completely different and there is like a lot more aspects to it like i think teddy was saying before how like Um, I mean, like, I have been watching uh, Teamfight Tactics, uh, you know, the Riot uh, Auto Chess game for a long time. And when you look at the complicated scale of that game, you know, someone who's new will have no idea what's going on. And I guess that is where um, Supercell has gone, you know, we need a new type of game to play. Because they don't want to, like, make another game that just was like Clash Royale or Brawl Stars. They wanted something new and auto chess is that new like phase for them i'm sure um but then i definitely think that you know as the game progresses it will get a lot more complicated and there'll be more things to talk about and and obviously the game is not in real time like there's nothing you can like click a button in it you know it does something mid-round but the more aspects that are you know introduced into the game i definitely think analysis is where you know the you know the content's going to come out of this
2: on a slightly different note, I'm honestly just asking this because I'm curious. How how was it being live at Worlds? Because they didn't have any spectators there. How
1: was
0: it? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm the one to do well, yeah, it. Well, I, I was a spectator of sorts, right? Maybe, maybe I, can, yeah, maybe I yeah. can give like the behind the scenes. Yeah, you were uh, invited. Uh, you were there. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to do that now, but fair
1: enough. <laughs> After you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: He said, I can do that.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, it was incredible, <laughs> honestly. Um, I think it was the perfect feeling of being incredibly nervous and anxious, but also just overwhelmed by positive um, like energy. Everyone was so hyped up. Everyone was so professional. Everyone was so passionate. Like I, th- That's the crazy thing as well, especially when you get to meet those people in real life, is that you notice that even... I was going to call, you know, some random guy, but mm. who, everyone behind the scenes, you, you can see their passion for their jobs and for a lot of them also just their passion for the game. Because mm. when you work on a game for that long, there's, there's going to be people, you know, behind the scenes that, that don't really care too much. It's their job. They don't have to be in love with it. But there are also a lot of people that you can see how hard they're working, but also how much they've committed time to just playing the game because they got into the game through watching and getting to meet all those people and seeing how hard they work and how much effort it takes to get a show like that, like the the world finals going was just so overwhelming but once again in, in, a, in a very positive way and i think that's also you know why i was so excited about the the whole process and why things at least i, I felt like on my end went, went very very smoothly uh, despite being very anxious because it was all so positive and um, a, a, from a caster's perspective, I think that what changed everything for me was how supportive my, my colleagues were. Uh, not talking about Reddy said he was just on the bench, but like <laughs> Ark and, and, and uh, Uber and of course Evdot and Avli, But also, uh, of course, like, you know, ev- everyone behind the scenes were just so lovely to work with and to put me in a comf- like a, a comfortable setting, as familiar as possible. Um, and just, just, yeah, let us work at our full potential. And I think that was, uh, an amazing experience, um, besides all the rest, you know, like getting to meet all the players and all those friends you've made for, for so long. Yeah definitely my favorite week of the year too
0: like awesome. like what what a crazy experience <laughs> no it's like like getting back home uh i like still could not believe that the entire thing happened i, I remember being there and thinking to myself this is gonna feel like a dream like in, in hindsight right you meet all these people uh no one has to introduce themselves because you already know uh, who everyone is and then Uh, It comes time to like spectate everything and they had the, they had like the whole brawl house set up. Right. And there are plenty of shots of like uh, of what it looked like inside the brawl house and everyone lounging around and having a good time and like talking with each other. People who, uh, you know, normally would not be talking to each other uh, just because like they're not in the same circles are like making friends um, just because, you know, they they Mm -hmm. have this in common. And like Teddy said, like you can tell people are, really really passionate about this and you can also tell um that they are going to be getting a lot more involved or they're going to stay just as involved in the upcoming season uh thanks to the experience that they had at worlds um knowing that like there is something actually like tangible something actually concrete to all of this where tip- like you spend uh, hours and hours and hours in front of your phone or in front of your computer screen Uh, competing for something that is not physical right and then you get to physically be there and then Mm. suddenly uh suddenly like everything is everything that you wanted is realized right and i think that if we get the opportunity to have some kind of in-person world finals where actual spectators are allowed to come in then it would be like a massive success, I believe. The um the main thing that would be holding us back are like, you know, restrictions with the ongoing pandemic. Uh but you know, if that is lifted, if if things improve to you know, like an acceptable degree, then I think that like the future land events are gonna be an absolute smash hit. I don't think um that we are seeing like brawley Sports at even half of its potential. Because we saw what happened in, in 2019 uh, with with the world finals hosted in South Korea, right? You you saw the turnout. You see what it all looked like. And even in the midst of a pandemic, we were able to get like so many people together. I, I say we, right? As if I had any involvement, but <laughs> yeah. not just yeah. me taking <laughs> all say, the in credit. Particular, yeah. He's the league. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm so awesome. <laughs> I yeah, did but, this. <laughs> but even in the midst of all this, like Brawl Esports, right? Was, was able to make this happen. And there's obviously like, such an interest in it. Um, I would say also with the participation, with all the people like making the predictions, uh, getting the skin and stuff, uh, it's like it's unbelievable. I think like 58 million people tuned in to watch the world finals, which is ridiculous. So, Mm. yeah. yeah. (laughs) So so just imagine like what what can be achieved uh, holding an in-person event with like actual spectators that are allowed Mm. to buy tickets and income.
1: Uh, I have something I want to add just about the World Finals discussion. It doesn't have too much to do with what Ready Set was saying at the end. I mean, in the beginning, kind of. I just felt like it was really important because it really was important to me. Uh, but I think um, uh, a specific point that is really underestimated and can be very confusing, I, I think, for a lot of players, but even staff and and talent, is with you know our, our the, the jobs we do, whether it's casters or players or 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 anyone in esports you do end up spending a lot of time at home in front of your pc and not getting to meet people face to face but i think that causes a problem sometimes especially during the pa- pandemic but it, it can be really hard to define yourself and have get the recognition that that everyone deserves for, for what they do because mm. you know if if you go to your local town bakery you know who who the guy is that that works there and you're there like okay he's the baker is that the word in english <laughs> like,
0: but you, you guys get my point i was just making sure,
1: yeah, just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like there's a lot of jobs where you get a lot of recognition like people in society will be there like okay he is the dude that works there or he does that for a living it's a big part of your identity and i think that in, in esports and being online. It can be very hard sometimes to not have that recognition as much. Sure, you're gonna see like Twitter and and social media and Twitch chat and and stuff, but it's still not the same as having a person like actually there and mm. recognizing you for who you are. And for me, that was a big, big change going to Worlds or any LAN event I, I attended this year. I had that feeling where I could tell that people knew who I was, what I was doing, and respected me for that. And it was the same towards them, I mean, when I knew them, of course, but, like, you know, I I would know exactly who that player is, who he plays for, and respect him and his career so much. And I think that's such a big deal to get that recognition face-to-face, and I think that was the hardest part for me, getting back home after Worlds, was being back to, you know, uh, most people not really knowing me for, for who I am or or not really understanding what I do, whereas yeah. at Worlds, everyone knew who each other were and what they were doing and that was just such a wholesome feeling of validation and just yeah being recognized for what you do and i think it truly applies to players as well because sometimes especially you know in the the pandemic era it can be so hard to to see the end of the tunnel and and be uncertain about what you're doing and if this is what you want to do but for me, like going to a LAN event is really the confirmation. I think it was for a lot of players as well, where they were they like, "Dude, I want to do this. Like, this is so fun." And so many of the the players and teams, even if they lost or were very disappointed by their performance, they were still having the time of their life at Worlds. And I think that says a lot about the the quality and the importance of events like that. That's um. I can see how, like, from an outsider's perspective,
2: people be like, oh, you just watch people play video games all day? That's awesome. Your job is so easy.
1: I I think it's, like, romanticized in a way, you know? It's like we all assume being an actor or an, an artist is, like, the coolest job ever. Like, you're good at singing and you can make a living out of it, you know what I mean? Like, it sounds like the dream, but there's so much more work behind it. So much stress and anxiety and, and effort that goes into it and and such huge teams as well that you know are behind like a single person sometimes and it, it applies to esports uh for sure but i think that that's a big factor of, of of that, I mean, I think we've all gotten messages like that uh, ready Said probably as well, you know, of like some dude that just doesn't understand why we <laughs> oh gosh. make a living yeah. for what we do, you know, yeah, and stuff like that. <laughs> I've I've been fooled by by that before uh
0: people some, sometimes sometimes i'm really bad at catching sarcasm yeah. I, I may have abused <laughs> that in the past <laughs> i don't see the thing is i don't mind i don't mind <laughs> being being the butt of the joke right um when it's when it's a joke like in good faith right but uh but i think like like on several occasions you know i've been told like like Ray said like you know i i look up to you so much like you know i, I want to be a caster one day um and and i was like wait really like you're looking up to me like what and then someone says like no he he's joking right like like no one no no we, we don't we don't want to do that right and i think it be uh, it comes from kind of like my uh origin in like brawl stars in particular where i initially wanted to be a professional player and i played professionally for a little bit and then decided that it wasn't for me right and I um, kind of got this experience where, basically, I decided that that I was um, kind of like, I, I see, I see more career longevity, right, in in being a commentator than in being a professional player. And uh, if you look at sportscasters, you'll notice the exact same thing, like Shaquille O'Neal, or uh, talking about like the University of Texas in particular, Vince Armstrong, who led us to a uh, to a national championship victory. And is now one of the commentators on the Longhorn Network, right? That is career longevity from playing a sport professionally. And I kind of saw, I I kind of saw like being a content creator or being a caster as a way of like cementing yourself within the scene without having to play professionally and and spend so much time in it, right? And I think uh, at, at some point it got like misinterpreted as like well he thinks he's better than us right because because he you know is is a caster right because he doesn't have to play professionally and at sometimes maybe i took the joke a little bit too far it's like well i don't have to win a game uh in order to like in order to get my paycheck right which definitely is not what someone wants to hear when they've just lost i don't know if you're in
1: are you in a school teddy uh i dropped out um about six months ago i I was at university doing studying business Um, Mm -hmm. I was in my fourth year, so I dropped out really late, but I did drop out. Gotcha.
2: I was just wondering, is it a struggle or how do you kind of manage doing both school and casting
0: already? Uh, I mean, it's definitely really, really hard. Um, I will say, I think, um, yeah, Teddy and I did, I think, I think it was Game Stars season one that we did. And that was literally like during one of my classes. So while Teddy was was speaking, I was filling out like an in-class quiz, mm-hmm. uh, just like bubbling in the the multiple choice. I mean, it's online right. it's online class, That's so so it was possible. Insane, yeah. 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 Did yeah. you pass? Oh yeah, I I got an A in the class. I mean, it, it was just chemistry. Uh, just, yeah. <laughs> casual play, just, chemi- just chemistry. Just <laughs> chemistry. Well, oh my for, for for me, for me, it's just I, I really like chemistry. I I, I like right, understanding yeah, how yeah. the world works. Yeah, but, um. It's definitely one of those things where, uh, like, you you have you have a lot of um, a lot of time commitments, and I will I will also say this as someone who um, who was lucky enough to like not have to not have to get a job throughout the majority of college, um, that this was like my my first like job that I had in college, and it forced me to learn a lot of like time management skills, right. Now, I will say, though, I think most jobs um, have a more clear-cut schedule and don't schedule you, like, overnight uh, the way casting would. And sometimes I would, like, I would finish a, a, an assignment and then hop straight on to a broadcast and then, like, have another one immediately after. And suddenly, like, it's it's 5 a.m. and I still have class the next day that I got to go to. Uh, I think that... Uh yeah and and I, and I would say it's it's not a whole lot different than you know having a a normal job while you're in college right though it does force you to learn skills like time management and like keeping literally everything on a calendar and also making sure that you have other people in your life to hold you accountable for following through on what you say you're going to do you know what does an average day look like for you guys like
3: when do you wake up what do you do during the day obviously you just said that you know casting could happen overnight and you've just got to like get ready and for the next day and just jump into it but you give us some insight onto
1: your lives i guess (laughs) i mean for me it really depends because there is a seasonality to to esports right if you look at brawl stars from december until now it was very light load like for example in january i think i had zero hours of work which is like Hmm not a lot of hours Um, so it it did mean my schedule was a lot more free and it does give space to work on other projects like i mean i did sort of cancel them like stuff like the Pro awards i I have a tournament coming up uh you know some some content also just VOD reviewing you Mm -hmm. know watching your vods what you did good what you did bad watching esports in general that that that's kind of the cool part of this job is that you need to do things that are fun sometimes it's still you know when you do, need to do it too much it's, it's a problem but watching esports you know, like you know i watch a lot of valorant for example sure i find it a lot of fun to watch but i also like i don't watch it for the plays i watch it because i listen to the casters i, I look at what they do the sort of interactions they have i look for especially as a non-native english speaker i, mm-hmm. I look for fun sentences to use and to uh, enrich my vocabulary and stuff like that you know um, so that's definitely a big part, also just, just playing, you know, play, playing the, the game I mean, this is also more specific to, to my type of, of commentating uh, um, Ready set uh, talked about it earlier, but you have like the, the play-by-play and then the color caster, or like the analyst I typically fit a bit more in the analyst role, which does mean that I need to have you know, the experience to back up my statements, and especially if I ever want to get into another game than Brawl Stars, I need to be good at the game which does take time and sure i don't aspire to be a pro player but i do need right. to have like a certain level of you know understanding of the game especially for for i'm going to take the violent ex- experience again uh mm-hmm. example sorry but it's a very very complex game when you think about it especially if you want to actually like properly analyze like a strategy or, or some plays it's very hard like there's just a lot that you just don't just doesn't come to the eye very easily especially for the, the more complicated strats um so it, it, that stuff can take a lot of time but obviously you know when you have a gig that can be four to like eight hours of your day just straight up being live or on rotation with other casters um obviously streaming creating content all that stuff is really important too not that i do much of that uh, <laughs> anymore but uh, it, it can be very, very... Uh, um, yeah, it just costs a lot of time, you know? And there are tournaments where we get the chance to have uh, much more uh, much more creative control uh, than, than others where we are very early in the process behind the project and helping them out to make a, a good league or a good tournament. Because a lot of tournament organizers... They, they just don't really know Brawl Stars or sometimes don't even know mobile whatsoever. So they come here, they have like a project that is to do a Brawl Stars tournament or league, but they don't really know what they're doing. And if they're good at their job, they'll ask you what they should be doing, you know, and they'll get uh, information from native players to try to have something that works. So you don't end up playing on purple paradise, you know, and, and stuff like that. Um, so it's, there is a lot of like projects like that and as ReadySet said there's really not much of regularity and it's really hard to have a proper schedule and that's one of the dangers as well because you know it's it sucks but it's kind of neat to wake up at eight in the morning and you know go to your job or go to school and then come home um when you don't it's very nice sometimes but sometimes you also feel like you'd be a lot more productive and have more free time even to do what you enjoy doing because you know if if you had a bit more structure around you and as a person that doesn't have the most discipline uh, it's a big challenge uh, to you know get everything going on, on, on time and having the time to do what I, I Want to do on, on my in my personal life having a social life
0: my day-to-day. I mean, uh, I'm definitely here with Teddy Like I'm not like super disciplined <laughs> Like I, I wish <laughs> I wish I could like really really strictly Adhere to like, you know what I need <laughs> to get done when I need to do it and like be super organized but I'm not, and, you know, I feel like, you know, most successful people are, um, but, like, like I'm 21, and I, I still need a few more years under my belt to, like, really uh, get the experience and, like, actually uh, be totally autonomous, like, like a very responsible adult, right? But, um, I mean, like, I don't typically have like a super regular daily schedule i mean i get up i i clean my room i go to class i come back and uh you know sometimes i'll take a nap and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, i'll make sure i get something to eat um, nice not because i'm hungry but because uh i don't want to get the craving at like midnight and, and then go scavenge for food when everything's closed uh, Good stuff, so really. i mean I I, I don't know. Like, like I could, I could definitely be the YouTuber who's like, welcome back guys today. I'm going to be going through my 12 steps, like to getting ready every single morning. Like I, most people aren't like that. I'm not going to pretend to, to be like that. I just wake up to get to class just on time, uh, and do stuff like right when it needs to be done like i had homework that was like due 24 minutes ago and i was finishing (laughs) it up like right before we got on the podcast like like teddy called me up and he's like hey like like you know podcast is is gonna be starting soon so i figured we could just like chill here together and i told him like bro i like i gotta write down like this last bit on on my homework (laughs) and um and, and just like teddy like I do a lot of things, right? I have a lot of ambitions. Um, there are so many things that I want to do like in the day that they just aren't in that there's just not enough time for. Uh, and those things are all at odds with each other too, because there's absolutely no overlap between any of the things that I do, right? Uh, maybe the only overlap is that primarily uh, communication is on Discord. Which really sucks for your school assignments when you're getting pings for like <laughs> Nat with a heart server, and yeah. then you're still trying to do like your cryptography homework, <laughs> which is the the situation. Yeah, right before the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's pretty hectic just because like because uh, I'm a pretty ambitious guy, and I I have a lot of stuff that I want to do. There's just not enough time to do it all.
3: As much as it is, this has been a great podcast, and. We're kind of running out of time here, but I want to quickly ask you guys one more thing um, inspirations for you guys do you have anyone that you want to i guess thank or just in some way credit for the success or you know that kind of thing if that makes sense
1: there's probably a whole list and i'm i'm I might even forget some people, but um I think first of all all our colleagues and i guess here i'm talking in, in ready set's name as well you know specifically arc and uber and fdot i think were amazing to work with throughout the entire year and just give sharing wisdom you know with, with noobs because that's what ready said and i were noobs. when we started this year that's how i still feel most of the time uh, uh even today you know um but Having people that do the, a similar job that are your colleagues and are so welcoming and so fun to work with and that aren't shy to make sure you are in the best conditions. It's so important, especially when you have a, fa- a camera facing at you. Like if you panic, it's, it's not really bad. It's not the end of the world, you know, but it's still like yeah. kind of awkward, you know, and you really want to avoid that sort of stuff. And it is a problem that I sometimes have. I get like overwhelmed and I just like get an anxiety attack or something. And having that, that comfortable setting around me just made a world of difference. Um, obviously, I I would say s- still in both our names, but like Kim, everyone at, at Supercell as well, but Kim, he, head of uh, esports for, for Brawl Stars, um, as well as uh, Anthony. I feel like those two guys, uh, I mean, whether it was scouting us or just holding our hands throughout the entire year and working day and night to make the best show possible and the best conditions for for everyone like all that stuff especially during a pandemic right it's so so much unknown as well that they have to face and and adapt to and uh, that's crazy and and on a really personal level i think uh, uh purple uh has been my goat uh if you guys will know him uh he does production and literally everything behind the scenes on my side projects. And he, I mean, we started Brawl Screams together back in the days, which got me here e- eventually. So um, I, I think that, yeah, that, that's most uh, people, obviously, you know, family, friends, everyone that supports you and, and, and loyal fans and all that stuff is super, super important. And I'm super thankful, but on a more personal level, like Purple has been my rock.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely got to thank, um, I don't know if you know him, but Krix, Uh he used to be president of Team Clovers before it merged with Aphelion, and now he's managing all the talent at Gallant Esports, where uh, where I'm working now. So Cricks is the reason that I started casting to begin with, so I'm super, super grateful for him. Um, I'm grateful to Ice Crow for getting me into the competitive scene uh, to begin with. Uh, also, my friend Menace for just being a really, really great friend and uh, being a you know pleasant person to play Brawl Stars with and create content with um, over the last couple of years, as well as Teddy, especially for um, you know helping me out getting into the scene with uh, with BSC, with the official stuff, um, and being my partner through a lot of the broadcasts that we've done together. Um, also gotta thank F Dot in Art for their experience in the industry and for like being super knowledgeable and always being open to help me. And of course also Anthony for like believing in me and seeing the potential in me and knowing that I was like willing to work hard over the course of the last year to become like a halfway decent caster. <laughs> <laughs> and also uh and also all, all the people um at Supercell working really hard. Um, like Danny and Paula what they do on the main social medias but also uh, Kim for being a fantastic eSports director too
3: Guys that's it the podcast is done um thank you guys so much for coming on do you guys want to plug anything feel free to plug literally anything you want to just a quick note this podcast will probably come out three weeks after this recording date so if you have anything like I know Teddy you've got a a, a tournament
1: uh, I do. I do, actually. I, I, I It's going to be over by then. So maybe you can check the VOD. But not. otherwise, TeddyCasts on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, mm-hmm. Twitch. Yeah. I think that's it. Um, but yeah, wherever. Just TeddyCasts. You can go- just Google it if you don't know where <laughs> you want to follow me. Okay? Just just Google it and look what, what shows up. Um, okay. But yeah, besides that, uh, an honor to be here. It was a lot of fun. Um, I mean... When I knew I'd be working with Ready Set, I immediately thought, like, okay, I mean, this kind of... <laughs> yeah. um, it's going to be experience so, nonetheless, so, <laughs> you know, You know, it's going to so, be something special. Yeah. Exactly. I, I thought even in case it's actually bad, because you never, you never know, now. you know, even in case it was actually bad, it would still be fun because Ready is here. <laughs> oh, so that's that's you, quite Ready, nice, uh, isn't it? For, for being a part of it. <laughs> it's pretty and, uh, and thank you for having me. Uh, yeah thank you for joining it was a lot of fun this is yeah. true i i i totally didn't
0: expect uh teddy to teddy to come on right and i was like super super happy when teddy's like hey like like i'm i'm gonna do it and i think oh, who who was it that said like hey ready I, I think we're gonna have a friend uh, yeah that was joining. me i was just like it's <laughs> gonna be someone else here which is great you know having both <laughs> you
3: guys on yeah it's obviously it i mean awesome. like you know both of you individually have your own stories which is great but having two different perspectives from, you know, literally the exact same industry, I think made this conversation a whole lot, you know, more interesting than it could have been. Yeah. So, yeah. Ready? Plug your socials.
0: Yeah. I mean, just twitch.tv slash ready set. Or, I mean, if you want to go to readyset.tv, you can find all my stuff there. Um, am going to have more stuff coming out on on YouTube. I'm making big moves there. So, it's just youtube.com slash z slash ready slash question mark subscribe if uh, it equals one mm-hmm. if you're feeling adventurous uh nice. that that's that's what do yeah, your twitter my twitter oh Plug yeah your twitter what is it ready set go <laughs> <laughs> all right guys we're done
3: thank you guys so much awesome. for watching have a good day everyone everyone has to wave now you have to go like this there <laughs> yeah, we are perfect guys